Yo, I'm Augie. Hey, hey, and I'm Riz. And you're listening to Press Play with Augie and Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two guys who are always experiencing the happiest season, talk about movies, TV, music, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Please subscribe to our podcast and you can follow us on Instagram at Press Play AR. That's Press Play AR on Instagram. This is episode 60, and the happiest season is the movie we will be discussing. Over a quick news, we talk about the Grammy nominations, uh, HBO Max Act of Desperation, and more. But stay tuned as Riz tells you which VOD and music albums are out this week. I will let you know the fact of the week. And this week's Six Degrees Separation Connection is RuPaul Charles and Maggie Smith. Ah, okay. But first, quick news. Hey, so what's the longest you've ever played video games nonstop? This doesn't include like bathroom breaks or you had to go eat, but like the longest you've ever played vi- video games straight through. I, 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 like probably when I was a kid overnight, I guess. Yeah. Um, I honestly haven't been keeping a score. How about you? I want to see about a, uh, like a whole night and, and the morning to like, noon the next day holy shit uh the reason why i asked is on is because on facebook i did a survey of gamers uh asking them what was the longest time they've ever spent playing a video game and a bunch of them were in the 30 to 40 hour nonstop, uh Mm. which is intense uh i think i read a comment someone said that they played 56 hours straight through I don't know how that is remotely possible, but geez, that's that's a lot of gaming. And with COVID, I mean the the video game industry, I'm sure is making bank because uh, we're we're relying into indoor activities and and I remember when we went looking for the Switch at the beginning of yeah, the year. Everyone brought brought the Switch out, and it was like just like what happened with the toilet paper, but with the Switch. Everywhere we checked, it was it was sold out, and it, it was being depleted left and right from stores. Uh, but that's, stuff like that, and uh, bikes were gone, like from Walmart and Target. People were riding bikes, uh, kayaks. We looked for a kayak. Oh yeah, that skyrocketed the um, prices. They were gone. Well, like first people started buying them, then the the, the prices skyrocketed. And people continued buying them. They're they're freaking gone. My brother lives in Spain, and he said that when or when they are at the beginning of the lockdown, they say that the only people who could go out were people who own pets uh, to take them out, and all of a sudden everyone became pet owners yeah and now the restriction has lifted he says and all the pets are like staying at home and it's it's incredible uh what else is incredible is i was talking to who i was talking i think i was talking to adele our friend um hello yeah that one (laughs) um how culturally impact we're going to be once this is over in the in the next two years how we think and interact with each other and with objects around uh will probably take into more into consideration people's space and 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 diseases and stuff definitely um 
And it's just incredible how how the social cultural has shift on hygiene and social interaction. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine uh, just in general, not even like uh, spacing and hygiene, just mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to take a while to get used to uh, going back to normal. I actually read, read a report that there's a mysterious disease, a new mysterious disease. Uh, gosh, where no is kidding. it? In a town. But they think that like that it's like lead poisoning or they, they can't find out what, what kind of poisoning it is because people are. It's like that's all we need is a freaking another one. You know what I mean? Um, if you heard that, that's our, our ice machine <laughs> in the background. Um, I hope it's nothing that serious. Um, you know, that's the last thing we need, you know. Um, what do you think about the monolith? There's been three ap- appearances on that. Yeah, it's, it's it was like an art thing um, that someone probably installed several years ago and uh it's just been discovered yeah and it was but what just about discovered. the other two same like honestly i'm i'm not impressed with the whole the whole thing um like i feel bad for the area that the first one was in because you know internet sleuths figured it out by google maps and then a shitload of people went traveling to find it and the the terrain wasn't prepared for cars uh people human waste human waste food and all that other shit and uh people like these four guys um saw what it was doing to the environment and they went and they dismantled and took it away because of that yep um so good good on that mm-hmm. um totally and you know two more popped up on private people's private land or something i don't know i'm kind of rolling my eyes about it if it was another year i would be like all x-files conspiracy but (laughs) come on just let let 2020 end i don't give a shit about metal monoliths you know what i mean you oh yeah i totally agree um but moving on, uh, the Grammys. Um, before oh. you move on, it was this mysterious disease is in the southern Indian state of Andhra Pradesh. One dead and 200 others have been hospitalized due to an unidentified illness. Uh, and they are investigating. Um, I hate to say that, you know, I hope it's just like, you know a lead poisoning or an environmental thing but you know i kind of do because we can't have another pandemic especially something like that like it's a stomach virus type thing which would suck yeah and we don't need that no (laughs) no no more no more diseases uh for 2020 right so the grammys came out or the grammy nominations were released about uh two weeks ago and we were really excited because there were some artists that we were hoping that were in the nominations and although our main one is luckily nominated it wasn't really quite the category that we were expecting uh, Fiona Apple's Fetch the Boat Cutter was released this year early in April or March and it it's and it was highly praised from from 
various outlets. In fact, Time Magazine named it number three. Best Album of 2020. Pace named it number one of the 50th uh, Best Albums of 2020. Stereo Gum also named it number one as the best album. And uh, I want to say... Uh, the Guardian named Ladies as number 16 from their 20 best songs of 2020. Yeah, and there's been a bunch of other other outlets that have, you know, named Shamika one of the best songs of the year and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and a lot of people were expecting it to, to be nominated for both Record of the Year and Album of the Year, Record of the Year for Shamika and Album of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on a lot of people's predictions and it was nominated for neither. Um, which was very surprising Um, I was surprised like a a lot of people were surprised that Coldplay's album was uh, was nominated not you know I haven't listened to it I'm sure it's a fantastic album but they said that it came out it was good but it was also forgotten Uh, the Grammys are weird God knows how what their nominated nominating process is Um, I'm a little disappointed that Alanis wasn't nominated because I think her album is is fantastic um, she was not her well the Broadway the cast recording of the Broadway show her uh, Jagged Little Pill Broadway show uh, was nominated so she's technically in there because it's all her music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but she wasn't nominated for her album Such Pretty Forks on the Road unfortunately now what was Fiona because she was actually nominated just not for those categories what was she nominated for she was nominated for best alternative music album best rock performance uh by the song shamika and best rock song shamika and those are pretty badass accolades that she achieved but we felt like with an album like hers and i guess i don't want to be biased but again, you mentioned uh, not Alanis Morissette. That mm-hmm. was another pretty solid album as well that was not nominated. Yeah. But I guess only Grammys these days and age only counts if you're in the top 20 billboards or whatnot. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I don't know. I just find it it's, so weird. I don't, like, I don't really understand the nomination process. I was, I was fully expecting her. I'm still excited that she was nominated. Uh, for for her categories, mm-hmm. um, I you know I can't think too much about it beyond that. Unfortunately, did we ever uh, did we ever talk about like the Shamika news from no, a couple weeks? Not back? at all. Go for so, it. So Shamika was the first single, uh, and from what I understand, the only single so far from uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. It talks about how. You know, when Fiona was young, she... You, I think you told the story. Yeah. She was young and she was being bullied by, by mean girls at her school. Uh, this uh, this girl comes up to her and she's like, don't pay them any attention. You've got potential. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Fiona wrote this whole song about that. And the refrain is, Shamika said I have potential. Bum, bum, bum. So, mm-hmm. apparently her old teacher... From back in the day, who had who she was still in contact with, uh, Fiona was still in contact with, uh, was still in contact with the real Shamika. Yes, and she kind of like got them together, and they skyped, and they're like fantastic friends, <laughs> friends now, and they recorded a song together uh, because the real Shamika is a rapper. Yes, yes, um, called Shamika said. 
Um, and it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good, and I like I really like her flow. Uh, Fiona Apple even said that she wasn't even sure if Shamika was a real person because they weren't friends; they were just schoolmates, right? Uh, and they really didn't have any type of relationship except that one instant where she says she had said in an article, you know, maybe I was probably just imagining this person because I really don't think uh, there was anything else but that one. Uh, how do you how do you pronounce that poignant moment point poignant poignant moment in her life that to this day it, it still stuck to her um and i'm really glad that she was uh found and and they work together and hopefully once this covid thing is over we can have like a surprise uh appearance yeah. by shamika herself in one of her concert who knows that would be amazing uh it, it, it was interesting the article i read uh shamika stanley is her name uh she said that she remembers the instance when she had that moment with fiona and she remembered her sister her sister they were both you know beautiful girls she talked about her experience at that school though and there was a lot of racism you know what i mean yeah and the re-recorded lyrics to shamika said is uh fiona uh shamika looked out for me i wish i could have done the same for her yeah um which you know it kind of gives you chills you know seeing where each one was and ended up and what they went through um, and where they are now. I'm really glad that they, you know, in Shamika, it says, I'll never see her again. I'll yeah. probably never see her again. And, you know, that did not hold true, which I like. No. Yeah, absolutely. And back to the Grammys. The Grammys are set to premiere on Sunday, January 31st, 2021. We didn't mention Britney. Uh, what's her name? You're, you're one of your favorite artists, Britney Spears. Uh, no. Oh, Britney from Alabama, Ch- Alabama Shakes, Britney Howard. She was nominated as well. Yes. And uh, it's the first time in Grammy history where every song in the, is it every song or every album in the rock category is by a female artist or a female-led band, Woo-hoo. which is amazing, you know, 27 years too late, but, well, well never, better late than never, I say. Yeah, uh, Alabama Shakes are Grammy award-winning artists. They won for their previous album um, due to the fact that they were in the Silver Silver Lining Playbook uh, soundtrack, or they were part of that soundtrack. So when they won, I remember I wanted to watch that Grammy episode because of them, and I was so thrilled for them to win. Uh, last year, Tank and the Bangas were nominated, but they... For Best New Artist. And I think Billie Eilish won that. Yeah, um, I I, don't, I never watched. Well, I watched the Grammys once. The like it was like the big year where Alanis Morissette, Tracy Bonham, Fiona Apple mm-hmm. were all nominated mm-hmm. in the same category. <laughs> in the same category, um, and if I'm gonna be honest, the three songs they were nominated for, I think Tracy Bonham should have won because that's that it was ironic, criminal, and mother mother, and I feel like mother mother was the most unique of those songs. Uh, but of course, Alanis took took the the statue home, and then of course I watched the last two years because of the de- dedication to to Dolores, and then they were nominated last year. And we did a whole Grammy episode, yeah, an Oscar episode <laughs> last season of our podcast. Yeah, 
Uh, interesting. Uh, so, like you said, moving on. Moving on. Uh, HBO confirmed a slew of motion of motions <laughs> of what? movies that will be available on the streaming service, and a lot of people are saying that this is an act of desperation, due to the fact that some numbers were released uh, last quarters, and it finds out that HBO Max isn't doing that well, and they thought they were going to be doing as great as Disney Plus when it uh, when it was released. A year ago, actually. Yeah, it's been um, over a year. My main reason, or my th- reason why, or I think why this happened, is because uh, HBO Max is too money hungry for charging fifteen dollars a month for a streaming service that really didn't have a lot of content. Uh, they tried to sell it with Friends and uh, some Cartoon Network chunk and Hanna Barbera and. I think it's it's showing now, and uh, of course, with the issue of the coronavirus, uh, this also has led to releasing these movies on the streaming service. Do you think this is more corona-y or more uh, act of desperation because their numbers are, aren't doing well? It has a little bit to do with both. Obviously, they wouldn't be releasing Wonder Woman 84 on HBO Max if it wasn't for Corona. But they thought to themselves, hey, this is a good way to increase the subscription, you know, since it, we're going to have to do this. I do like that they aren't going to, that it's going to be included with a, with a subscription, uh, it's not going to be a Mulan issue where you have to pay $30 extra or anything else that comes out, like a yeah. Switch that just came out that I still want to see, but it's $20 right now. So, yeah. um, so what are some of the movies that will be um, included? Obvious uh, Wonder Woman 84, The Suicide Squad, the Lin-Manuel Miranda movie In the Heights, The Matrix 4, Mortal Kombat, and a lot more... Uh, in their respective release date. These movies are going to be released the same day it's released on theater, and it's only going to be available in the streaming service for only 30 days from the day they debut. Huh. After the 30th day, uh, they want to give that window of theater um, as, as normal uh, to then, I guess, later have it released on Redbox or again on... HBO Max. So, well, I mean, I'm excited about all those movies. Uh, God, I hope hope that this is over soon, so we can just go to the movies like normal people. And these are all movies that are coming out uh, in 2021. Apparently, except for Wonder Woman, it's coming out this yeah. month. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Dune Dune is the name. Yeah, is also being released on HBO Max, but the studio who produces dune is kind of fighting with hbo max to not actually release it uh on the day that it releases in theater also talking about streaming service um i'm going to talk about something else rumors are that disney plus and hulu are going to merge um like the whole service merges yeah Yeah. there's talks because Because a lot of top executives have been let go or fired um, and we know that Disney does, I think, have either 75% of its profit with Hulu. Um, that's why we had that whole issue with uh, Love, Simon. 
right. how it was or Love Victor, how it was supposed to originally be for Disney Plus, but then it got moved to Hulu and the Limbo Lizzie McGuire. It was a, a, a fiasco about that. The Lizzie McGuire reboot was originally going to be set in Disney Plus, and but it was too adult. Um, I forgot the name of the actress. Uh, have her in the tip of my tongue. Uh, but what Hillary I, Duff. Yeah, Hillary Duff uh, wanted it to have a more grown-up uh, feel to the show, and they wanted to send it to Hulu, and she's like, uh, no, or something like that. But it seems that uh, Disney Plus wants to acquire complete control to Hulu, so that will add a bunch of subscribers to the now 73 million subscriber for Disney Plus. The price will go up for Disney Plus, though, you know? Definitely, if those merge, that'll be their excuse to, to put the price up. I mean, you can now get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN for twelve ninety nine. That's true. That's true. Um, but they're gonna be together. Like all their all their movies and TV is gonna be together. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess Hulu no, like or Hulu will remain the same and and use it as as a streaming service for more adult con- content. Because I thought that's what they were doing already. But uh. Disney Plus doesn't own Hulu 100%, so it's oh. not like they can do things super freely. Uh, Hulu does did. have contract with other studios and productions oh. and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that the movies w- theaters will be r- up and running at capacity next year. Uh, apparently, the coronavirus vaccine is coming out sometime this month of December, and it's all uh, waiting to see how people react to it. A lot of people are willing to take it some are not some are saying they need to do more research about it and that all determines how we act in the future um anything before we we take a break um i'm willing to take it i'll try it the vaccine yep cool we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right back with happiest season And we are back. Uh, so we watched Happiest Season, uh, Hulu movie. It was released November 25th, 2020. It was directed by Clea Duvall, the amazing actress. I don't believe she's directed much else, but she has appeared in Fargo, Girl Interrupted, Heroes. Oh, I loved her in Heroes. Oh, yeah. She was awesome. Um, but I'm a cheerleader. Ooh. Uh, Veep. Um, and I might add that she... Uh, was the Invisible Girl during the first season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to mention a Buffy reference. And and she's been on American Horror Story. She was in the second season of American Horror Story. She was just fantastic. I I love me some Clea Duvall. Yeah, me too. Um, The cast includes Mackenzie Davis, who, by the way, is not... Shalane Woodley. No, sh- no, no. We we've done our research. Uh, Christian Stewart, Mary Steenburgen, amazing Mary Steenburgen, such a fantastic cast. I like her. Uh, Victor Garber, uh, Al- from Alias. Uh, Allison Brie, Holland. Uh, excuse me, Marie Mary Holland, <laughs> Dan Levy, Burl Mosley, Aubrey Plaza, and Anna Gasteyer. So the general synopsis. A holiday romantic comedy that captures the range of emotions tied to wanting your family's acceptance, being true to yourself, and trying not to ruin Christmas. 
We're, we're supposed to not ruin Christmas? I thought, I thought it was part, the other way around. Yeah, I thought it was part of Generally, Christmas. we Generally, you try to ruin it. Yeah, no? Make people's life, you know, a living hell. Yeah, uh, so this movie uh, is doing really well. I think it it's uh, it was the biggest uh, Hulu debut um, for an original movie. Um, That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, so uh, Cleo Duvall did an amazing job directing unfortunately she doesn't appear i was hoping for a little cameo she also wrote it too and that doesn't surprise me she might have uh she might have well what i read in her interview is like this situation has happened to her like not exactly but she was the roommate you know being brought home yeah to to with her girlfriend uh meeting meeting the parents Mm -hmm. the roommate in quotations and that's what this uh, movie is about. Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis are in a relationship. And in this uh, world of Christmas spirit, Mackenzie Davis's uh, character tells Kristen Stewart, Abby, uh, to go meet the family. Let's go meet the family and let's spend Christmas together because I want to wake up on Christmas Day with you. And Abby's, like, really thrilled about it. And she's, like, awesome. Um, And uh, halfway or more (laughs) than halfway from them getting to the home, uh, Mackenzie Davis's character confesses that she's not out and she doesn't know um, that she's gay or she's in a relationship. And Abby is a roommate who she wanted to invite over for Christmas because... The character is a orphaned, and that was the story that she, Mackenzie told the family that Abby was an orphan, and and she felt bad for, for that she would be alone for Christmas. Correct, yeah. And then that's when she meets uh, mom and dad, played by Mary Steenburgen and Victor Garber. Allison Brie is the sister who is not related to Brie Larson. I found aye, that out aye, in aye. a deep conversation I had with Riz last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mar- she is related to Brie Cheese. <laughs> oh, yum. There you gooey. go. Uh, and Mary Holland also plays the other sister. Dan Levy plays uh, Abby's friend. Burrow Mosley and Aubrey Plaza uh, play people in the movie i don't know Laura going... mosley plays uh allison Bree's husband and aubrey plaza plays mackenzie davis's ex-girlfriend who's t- yeah and a surprise cameo slash uh appearance by anna gasteyer every time i see her i i gasp because i love her so much i feel like me and her go way back to the, the late 90s in snl um because we're best friends and she has an awesome christmas album that came out last year for you guys uh like that go check it out so anyways uh yeah so um what did you think of the movie what it was i you know i was expecting more of like a hallmark christmas movie i guess because i had just watched one this is the year where literally there's a hundred million, not a hundred million, like five or six uh, LGBT holiday in- movies. inclusion movies. So I had already seen one with uh, the guy from uh, Mean Girls, Jonathan Jonathan Bennett, I think. Yes. Where he, he wasn't the main character. He was the brother, but he and his partner were trying to adopt a, a kid together. And it was very heartwarming. It was very Christmas 
BS. No, BS. I mean, you know, nor- your normal Hallmark movie. This was not. It was um, rated PG-13. Uh, there were a lot of uh, adult jokes, you know. <laughs> which it was. It was. A little I bit of cursing. I, I like that. I felt like it was really natural. Is Mackenzie Davis uh, gay? or? In- I, I couldn't find that out. Because uh, I know uh, Kristen Stewart is... Uh, Queer, I believe she said. Yeah, uh, queer. I just don't want to uh, categorize or label her into something that isn't. Right. Uh, but the reason why I ask is because I know Kristen Stewart and I wasn't sure about Mackenzie, but Mackenzie sold the lesbianism to me more. Really? Uh, yes, a lot more. Um, hmm. I guess she had more range of emotions, but then again, it's Kristen Stewart. I'm sorry. I, I mean, she's great, but... Mackenzie Davis had more range. Um, I I liked the movie. I liked the pace. I liked the comedy. It was fun. It was fresh. Um, it it got me really glued to it immediately. You know. Um, mm-hmm. it, I, yeah. It had same. a really decent pace. Uh, so uh, Victor Garber plays Mackenzie's dad, and he's like trying to run for mayor, and she cannot tell the family that. She's a lesbian, or she's in a a, re- a relationship with a woman, uh, because that might throw off the the whole campaign. The whole campaign, and Mackenzie's character is the it child of the family because uh, Allison Breeze w- went to become a lawyer, and she got a law degree, but she ended up making baskets with her husband, and she got pushed to the side as a poster child of the perfect. Family, yeah, not necessarily uh, making baskets. I think that was um, Maristine Bird's mom's like jab at her. It was a jab. I mean, like from you heard like the conversations she was having with her husband because they they had both they were both lawyers that quit. It was more of like a a business. Like it was a it was a it was a big business. You know, it wasn't just like. You know, putting baskets together in your garage. It, they they had like office space. Oh, okay, they had <laughs> their their and investors and you know deals with uh, major stores. You know what I mean? It wasn't just, but the parents didn't see that. Um, uh, Mary Holland's character, I think her name was Jane. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. She's fantastic. She was like the oddball sheep sister. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and she was just. Uh, she was just fun to watch. I, I I don't think I've seen her in anything else, but she spent most of the movie basically explaining to people her Lord of the Rings esque book that she was doing <laughs> with, with great detail, character oh detail. Who she's been working on for ten years. Yeah, uh, and everything that uh, Abby wanted to do, wanted to impress the family, at least try for her to be herself. Uh, went haywire uh, to the point where Allison Bree's kids in the movie uh, set her up by putting a necklace in her purse and she got caught and now the whole family was looking at her as not, you know, the poor orphaned as they kept uh, referring to her. Um, now they they have a... Uh, a thief. In fact, uh, the mom confronted her about something that went missing, and she kept on saying, "Well, if you find it, you can put it on top of the 
of the dresser, no question asked. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just, you know, that whole pressure of, of being in the closet and wanting to just blurt it out and just wanting to be yourself kept building throughout the movie. And you can sense that in, in Kristen Stewart's uh, role, that it was just a lot of f- frustration building up coming from someone who has already accepted themselves and is already comfortable with themselves. So I like that that portrayal that she did and uh it made me feel frustrated for her as well. Yeah. Um uh Aubrey Plaza um was fantastic as well. Um she played Yeah, talk about that cuz she was Ma- Mackenzie Davis' pretty impressive. Uh, high school girlfriend. Um and we're, or at least I'm used to seeing Aubrey Plaza kind of play the same, the same role. You know what I mean? Like sarcastic, uh, you know, dark humor, dark sometimes. humor type thing. But she had, you know, her heart was broken. Basically, their um, relationship was revealed, and uh, Mackenzie Davis turned around and be like, "That's not me. She's crazy. She's in love with me." And she basically outed her to everyone. You know. And it wasn't a good look for Mackenzie Davis that that history with with this character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was very impressed with Aubrey Davis. Uh, excuse me, Aubrey Plaza. Um, there was a line, uh, like an emotional line, where Mackenzie Davis says to uh, Abby. Um, it's not about you it's uh, it's me it's it's i you know i i have to accept myself you know um which kind of hurt to watch for the character you know what i mean because you understand where she's coming from and you but you you understand where both of them are coming from because it was a shitty situation because not only did they think she was like the orphan you know roommate uh she also like shoved her girlfriend in the closet. She there. She was the Basically. straight orphan roommate, so she also had to play straight. Basically, yeah. So I mean, you know, it goes exactly how you probably think it's going to go. Of course, you know, there's infighting between the sisters. Uh, I always thought that Allison Brie, or I always got Allison Brie and Aubrey Plaza confused with one another. So it was interesting to see, see them in the same movie. In the movie, Anna Gasteyer plays a huge donor for Victor Garber, and he wants to impress her so he can get the funds for his campaign. Uh, at the end, uh, she is outed in a very, very public and embarrassing way. We won't go into details on that. We will let you guys go ahead and watch it. Uh, but at, like when shit hit, hit the ceiling fan, it did hit the ceiling fan. It was like a Christmas Eve party. Everyone was there, uh, and just things exploded. And um, in the end of the movie, uh, Victor Garber's character was crushed and embarrassed. And uh, at the end, he accepted the situation. He accepted his daughters. He accepted the new family that he's he has, and he is happy with it. And the family's happy with it. Um, Dan Levy plays a comedic support for um, for Abby, for uh, Kristen Stewart, and I liked uh, 
his little his little cameo appearance, I guess. I mean, he had a pretty big role. It wasn't cameo. It wasn't. I, it definitely I just wasn't. Don't lead. know what to call it. Supporting it, role. Support, but that's not. Like it wasn't really supporting. Like yes. Mary he, he Steenburgen. Was the, he was a supporting character. Well, yeah, I guess. But. I would. I wouldn't even call Anna Gasteyer's. Uh, can't like you wouldn't even call her a cameo. Like a cameo is like. Um, I hate to, to use this example, but Donald Trump in Home Alone 2, you know? Or Hugh Jackman in X-Men First Class. Yeah, that was a cameo. Okay, I guess. So, the movie is really fun. It is really well-paced. I really like it. Very unique. If you guys haven't watched it, go watch it. If you guys have watched it, uh, send us a comment on Instagram or on Twitter and let us know what you think about it. Uh, from a one to five, what do you give it? Uh, for a Christmas movie, I give it a solid four point six. Oh, um, let's talk about that plot hole that you said about the kids. Um, so yeah, you mentioned that they had planted um, planted something on Abby, and everyone thought that she was, you know, uh, butterfingers, yeah. you know, or not butterfingers, sticky, uh, sticky finger. fingers, butterfinger. Oh my gosh. Uh, and and at the end, it's like, you know, there was Christmas morning and Allison Brie just turns around. The kids admitted that they planted it on Abby and everything's okay. And I, and I thought that there probably was like a cut scene where they found the kids with the mother's Christmas brooch that she was also missing. And then they admitted to planning in it. You planning it because it was just a little cut and dry that they just admitted it. Yeah, because also at the end of the movie, the kids were missing and they happened to be behind, behind the, Christmas the Christmas tree. tree. They didn't explain that either. And it was just so random for them to. Yeah, they think I think they cut something out there. Um, but so what do you give the movie? Four point six. I said. What about you? Um, four point six as well. Ah, okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I liked it. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's it's included on Hulu, which I am discovering. If you watch a movie on Hulu, they don't cut for commercials, so that was cool. They don't, which is always a great thing. Yeah. So, what are the movies and music that are out this week? So, new movies out on VOD this week. Freaky, or yes, to rent on VOD. Excuse me. Freaky is out, which I really want to see. Ammonite is out. Black Bear is out. Crack of Gold. A few rounds with Shane. All right. McGowan is out. Dear Santa. Love Weddings and Other Disasters. Blade. Is that the new Blade? I don't know because it doesn't show a picture. SSA is out. Alt Space. 18 to Party and a few others. Uh, New music out this week. We have new album from Cold Chisel. Jason Lancaster, Jack Harlow, Kid Cudi. Uh, The Deftones have a new album called Black Stallion. Sweet. Roxette has a new album called Bag of Tricks. And the legendary Paul McCartney has a new album called McCartney 3. Oh, wow. One and two must have been amazing. They were. So, you want to play Six Degrees of Separation? Absolutely. So, I mentioned uh, RuPaul Charles and Maggie Smith. All right, uh, so RuPaul Charles appeared in, uh, cool, so RuPaul Charles appeared in Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, with the amazing Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart uh, appeared in Ghost with 
uh, Oscar-winning actress Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg appeared in Sister Act and Sister Act 2 with Maggie Smith. Wow. Awesome. And the fact of the week is for the movie Black Swan, Natalie Portman not only trained for a year as a dancer to prepare for the role, but paid for the training out of her own pocket until the film found investors. Aronofsky's attributed the films getting made at all to Portman's dedication and enthusiasm. And that's the fact of the week. And you can do whatever you want with it because it's not mine. It belongs to our dogs. What can I say? All right, guys, that's the end of the show. But don't worry, we'll be back with more information and news about movies, TV, music, or anything that you might like to listen to. Thank you, thank you, thank you for pressing that play button. If you have any movies you want us to review or music to check out, please email us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com. That's gopressplay, the number digit two, at gmail.com. <laughs> and follow us on Instagram at pressplayar. This is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.